Hello everyone, my name is Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to what is sure to be a very magical episode of The Gap. I'm your host, and with me today, I have Shane, aka The Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? I do not deny that today might in fact be quite a magical episode of the generic anime podcast. Yeah, it will be. If it, uh, we'll have to. It will be so magical that we'll have to rename the episode. We have to rename the generic anime podcast as the not so generic anime <laughs> podcast. We'll have or to the, change it to the magical anime podcast, or the, or the mediocre uh, anime podcast. It's still map. It's it's still you know okay. The I map. guess <laughs> we will rename ourselves to the map. It will be a spinoff show. Yeah. It'll be a spin-off show where we talk about anime that specifically involves uh, road trips. You know what? There's, uh, I, I, uh, you joke, but I have a feeling there's enough of it to actually warrant a podcast. You know what? You know I it. feel the same way. So, like, Technically, A Place Further Than the Universe is a road trip That anime. is technically, yeah, that's a travel anime. It, it's, a, it's a road trip anime. So you know what that means? That means that that, that means that's the have... that's the first show we cover on the our new show, The Map, Implying premiering that... yeah. Yeah. premiering July thirty sixth, twenty eighty six. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay t- yeah, stay tuned, folks, because uh, it's that's it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be uh, a great day for anime gonna, fans. It's going to be a great day. Uh, Today is also a great day because we're going to be talking about some of the uh, simulcasts for the season. We're going to be talking mm-hmm. about little to no news, but there's news nevertheless um, because it was, another, it was yet again another dead week. And we're also going to be talking about our featured anime and a featured anime of the podcast. Just a couple of things to note before we start. We are recording this episode a lot earlier than usual. Much earlier, because uh, our 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 host Matt here will be out of town for the coming week. Yeah, we I'll be out of town for into for the, for the next week or so. So uh, we are recording this episode on on basically a week before the podcast. a week before it airs. Yep, a week before it airs, as opposed to a couple of days before it airs. Second, you may have noticed something very, uh, different about the beginning of this podcast. What? Huh? We have an intro now. Do we have an intro now? Yes, it appears that we have an intro. Uh, made My by our, God! Made by our lovely, uh, made by our lovely co-host himself, Shane. Uh, he. Uh, oh he well, you know, thank dedi- you, thank you. He dedicated his time to making uh, this wonderful intro. I hope all of you really. Like it. All right, so let's get now, started. Now, see, here's the thing. We're recording this before I've actually made the intro, so I have no idea if it'll turn out to be good or not. So I'm take so it with a will. grain of salt. I mean, I sure will, but this, because uh, I want, I don't want to seem like a fucking dumbass. So, <laughs> so, but anyways, let's get started with... Let's get this train rolling. With our simulcast discussion. All right, so Shane... You have we had the simulcasts are in full swing. Mm-hmm. We are right slap dab in the middle of the spring season now, and I am behind. You are incredibly Ex- behind. I am extremely behind. I am caught up on my hero and darling. Those are the two. I, I am don't think you. I don't think you've watched any of the shows since like the second week. It yeah, feels no. like you're a couple weeks behind. Yeah, I am a couple weeks behind. 
Um, thank I do uh, because I've been very busy. I've been very busy uh, with other things going with other things and uh, prepping for a trip. Uh, prepping basically for my trip as well. So I've been very very busy, uh, but. I am really behind. I am caught up on my hero and mm. darling and darling though. So I so those are the two that I promised myself that I'd stay caught up on. Uh first of all, let's talk I wanna talk about darling because I don't think we've talked about darling enough on the podcast. We didn't yeah, talk it's, about it, it. We honestly it's, didn't it, talk about it when it was airing last season, which I feel Yeah, it's see it seems like since we covered it we haven't really actually discussed it much. Yeah, uh, we haven't discussed it much. Well, and uh, because I want to talk about just how good it is. Especially. Recently. Recently, yeah, in the last few weeks. I'd say since, like, episode. Thir- 13. I'd say since episode, like, 12. 12. It, yeah, it's 12-ish. really been gearing up to something big. And. Big. It, like. Episodes, like, 12 to, like, 15 are kind of like a, li- a little mini story arc in their own sense because yeah. there's a lot of things that are going on in those episodes and i okay episode 13 and 15 in particular 13 are really in particular 13 is fucking amazing like legit best episode of darling i'd be honestly surprised if they managed to top this by the end i, of I it. don't think they're going to because i think uh and i'll i'll bring i'll bring up something in a bit but once we talk uh, you'll understand my reasoning um i think that you know when darling is good it's so fucking good Mm -hmm. and i think that i think i i have a i think that darling is the first like show from this team like the trigger team in a while that i think really is the first one to really embrace like the old uh the the old uh gynax style um, I, of like just it's ridiculousness mixed with really, really uh, smart character work. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how much Darling spends time with his character. There's, <laughs> there's t- I have episodes that go by with no mech stuff. Which I'm yeah. I don't. We don't see that a lot in Mecha anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw. I used to see it a lot in like older. Older mech shows, um, like Gundam, it's, there's a lot of it in Ava too. But like we don't see it much anymore. There's a little bit in Eureka Seven too. Mm-hmm. But like we we spend a lot of time in Darling without them not being in the mechs, developing characters. It's just really... the, just them out and about, like hanging out in the the mansion, just talking to one another. Or it's either that, or it's relationship drama. Mm-hmm. The show, the show is basically a fucking relationship drama with Max. <laughs> it's a fu- There's a fucking love triangle in full force. Well, several, well, maybe, maybe, several, maybe I not. Think, actually, there's two of them. Yeah, there is two of them. Maybe not so much as of the the current episode because they kind of wrap that whole thing up. And I'll get but... to that in a second and why I think that might actually be a problem. But uh, because uh, all right, Darlene has this. Uh, Darlene re- in this recent episode basically kind of played its hand. Mm-hmm. 
and we still have eight episodes to go. Yep, I, 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 I was going to say chunk, we have a big chunk to go still. Yeah, I, 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 was I don't know what I don't know where they're going. I like, don't know where they're going. I don't yeah, know I have where the, they're going. Because I was going to say like spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Darling. <laughs> spoilers are coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, 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 this whole there's this whole buildup of Zero Two having a mental breakdown. And basically killing Hero because that's what she's known for. She takes advantage of her partners and then she steals their drains their life force, and that's that. But it turns out that as she's draining his life force, she can he connects to her memories, and then they they find out that when they were both small wee lads, that they met in a twist of fate, and it turns out that Hero was. Zero Two's original darling that she had forgotten about because they wiped both of their memories afterwards. And once they find that out, immediately all the issues are solved, all of the drama is basically non-existent. And that takes place within the course of like two or three episodes. Like they they build it up to be this thing where oh, you know, Zero Two attacked Hero, now they can't be together. They t- they send her back to the Nines. And it, there, there's whole drama of like, oh, well, what's going to happen? Are they going to get back together? Are they going to be separated for a little bit? No, it's just all wrapped up in the next episode and everything's happily th- ever after. Okay, I'm on the one hand, I'm kind of glad they resolved it like really easily because if they because that plot point could have easily have dragged on for like a while and I hate it. And I uh, and it's it's kind of like one of those cliche things that happens. and You're like, OK, we're doing this. Uh, but uh but at the same time, I'm like, where do they go now? Where do they, where do they go? My um, my issue is that they did kind of wrap it up a little too soon. Like, maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't have done it. Like, literally the next episode after Zero Two is taken away. Maybe like an episode, like two or three down the line, wrap that up. I mean, that episode I, was so good. So I don't. Mind. I I know, but I just feel I just feel like it went too quickly. Like they build this up to be this huge dramatic moment, and then it's just solved like right away, and everyone bends over backwards to get these two together, even though everyone hates Zero Two. I do think. I, there's a couple of things I know where I think we should we go. One, I feel like they have to they have to discuss this stuff going on between Goro and Ichigo now. They have no choice. They have to do. They have to. They have to deal with it. Um, well, after she revealed herself to be a thought. Yeah. <laughs> a they dirty have, thought. <laughs> what a fucking thought! Am I right? Um, but they had to. Uh, they had to. Uh, they have to. They have to talk about that now. They still have stuff with Mitsuru to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now the hero has his memories back. Like yeah. they, they should definitely do something with that. I want to know what the deals with the fucking nines are. Um, the the nines are weird because they fit. They feel like somehow they're the bad guys. Like I they, feel they feel like they're the villains. Yeah. They feel I, like they're this shady other group that. You know, no one, no one really knows anything about, but they're supposedly on our side. I also but, find it. I also find it interesting that if you looked at the way they pilot, is that there's. I I know it's reverse. Yeah, it, it, it's reverse, what's, and they're same sex fucking, pairings. It's. I have I have no idea what that's supposed to be a metaphor for. No idea. Uh, nor do I want to know what it's yeah. a metaphor for. Uh, it's because it's, uh, it's a metaphor for something. 
Um, yeah, because I don't know about you, but as a... I, w- I wouldn't like to be fucked in the ass by a woman, thank you. <laughs> That's just me. That's my personal There's preference. There's some people into that, but like... Because <laughs> I, I noticed that too. I, I noticed that too. When the nines are piloting, it's either reverse positions, like the, the guy is the one in doggy, or mm-hmm. same-sex pairings. Yeah, which means that fucking Ikanu was, Ikanu was right. Mm-hmm. Which means that they lied to them. Which means that fucking... Alright, I know... I think I know where this is going. Fucking... After the, okay, at the end of last episode, we saw the giant hand thing. Mm-hmm. We have the giant hand. So, like, it's all, which one, I don't know what that is, but it's... it's what, uh, what? Uh, like, when I saw that, I'm like, what? And then now we have to wait what? a week. We have to wait another week, because there was no episode Yeah, because there, there was no episode this week. It was a... It was an interview special episode with the the cast. Yeah, um, there was no, there was no episode, but instead uh, we got that. Uh, but there was the giant hand thing, so I think I know what next episode is going to be. We're going to find we're going to actually discover what the clocklessors are, and it's going to be some like big big disturbing twist. It's going to um, be some kind of fucking conspiracy. It's going to be some conspiracy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of couple of episodes of what do we do. Like, oh, it uh, turns out that Papa was the one who created the Klaxosaurus as an experiment that got out of hand way too quickly. Yeah, and then we just and then we discover what actually up and the deal is with the world and why the fucking they were made and shit. Basically, we're gonna get a bunch of reveals. Then, then this, and then uh, this group is gonna fucking rebel or some shit. And then, and then they're all gonna them. die. I do think one of the pairings is gonna die by the end. I'm legit on that boat now. But here's the thing, which one? Probably probably Mitsuru. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably either Mitsuru or Go. One of the two. Um, mm. I I don't see Ichigo dying. She's too popular of a character in Japan. Um and she is she's a fan she's a she's a favorite of the of the of the of like the creators as if you watch the interview, Ichigo's definitely a favorite. So they're not going to get rid of her anytime soon. Uh, Ikuno, Ikuno, Ikuno is still up in the air because I don't know what her plot role is. I think they're hiding it. I think she's got some big, some, something big coming up. Um, Kokoro, no, no. Zoromi and Miku, hell no. They've been, the, they're not, uh, they're not dying either. Um, because they're the only stable people in this fucking show. Um, no, I think it's probably gonna be Mitsuru or Go. One, of the, uh, they're the two most obvious candidates. If Goro dies, I'm dropping the show though. So that's uh, that's all. That's all. All y'all. If Goro know. dies before the final episode, you've heard it here first. Matt will legit drop this show and never look back. Because I don't want them to kill Goro, dude. Goro doesn't deserve it, man. Goro is... Goro's he's already big. almost died once, so, like, cut him some slack. No, he's a bro. That's what he is. He's a bro. He's a bro. When he sees his girl hitting up on another man, he's like, ah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't matter. No, he's, a, he's, a, he's like, you know what? I'm hurt, but at the same time, I want my... Uh, my, my I want my... Happy. I want my... I want, I want them to be happy. And then you're just like... <laughs> And he's like, Goro, get back in there and fucking beat them up or something. <laughs> beat up Hiro. 
Just <laughs> just get just get in the fucking Franks by yourself and like step on them. <laughs> step on and just fucking uh Just put zero, a pillow in Ichigo's place. That's go good enough, zero right? two on his ass. Fucking just pilot Franks and Franks yourself. Alright, so since we talked about did this turn did this turn into the darling podcast yeah we this turned into the darling podcast really fast um i also watched the new my hero and holy fuck um we're not gonna get too much into the to it i think we've discussed we've discussed my hero so much on this podcast i think if you haven't seen the latest episode of my hero academia you should definitely do so because it's uh it's something it is something Honest, honestly, like this episode, top tier, like right up there with, right up there with like Deku versus Todoroki or any of the stain stuff. Honestly, I would argue that this uh, that these past three episodes have been top tier. This entire season, this has season been, so far, this season so far has been exceptionally well done. And here's the thing, like they've they've already reached their peak here, and it's only episode four. LOL. They think that anime only viewers think that this is the peak of the season. <laughs> Sucks to be you. You're L- gonna get wrecked. L- you know what? The this this fight that just happened. That's nothing compared Mm-mm. to what's coming. Nope. Because on- honestly, this is like the peak of the season so far. The only thing that's going to top this is a fight that's coming a little later on that we won't spoil for anyone who hasn't caught up with but the manga. Know, but if you know the manga, you know the Oh, you know. Talking. You know what we're talking about. That's that's the only thing this season that's going to match this, dude. Like, because yeah. th- they went all out with this fight. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, I'm excited for the next episode, too, because we get to see uh, the mustard fight. and the Mustard. mustard. Fight was- we get to fight. see some Bakugo and Todoroki. Yeah. Uh, no, that's the mustard fight. Is the Tetsu Tetsu fight? All right. It's been a lo- it's been a while since I've read this arc yeah. in the manga, so yeah. I forget a lot of the smaller it's Tetsu shit. Tetsu Tetsu and Kendo versus Mustard Gas Guy. Dude, that fight is fucking awesome. I know. So I am so happy that we get to. Also, my boy Tetsu gets a uh, Tetsu a, Tetsu Iron 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 Iron. He gets a he gets a fight to himself which i think is awesome so he, he gets a he has a character yeah he's not just a joke character he's actually a person with feelings right. he, he isn't just clone kirishima he's more he's more than that yeah he is more than that uh but shane us uh, uh what other shows have you been uh uh, watching this, well, like, what's your? Are you having updated opinions on some shows? Okay, well, last podcast. Seeing's how I am up to date, and by oh that God. I mean I you fell way behind good. this week, and I watched all my shows literally last night. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 me and Shane are literally the worst. I just got lazy this week. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep up on it from now on. I swear to you, the viewer. Not myself, the viewer. Because, but, uh, you, because we know we're not going to follow through with it. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Any um, updated opinions? Okay, well, see, there's like there's a lot more shows that I am watching now because the, the simul dubs have finally started up. Uh, most of them. The, the rest of them air after uh, this episode is recorded. But most of the ones that I was wa- going to watch anyway have aired. 
So in terms of updated opinions on shows, uh, nothing has really changed from what mm-hmm. I said last time. Um, Magical Girl Ore is still freaking hilarious, <laughs> and you should definitely catch up because that last episode was great. Good. Um, Megalobox is still best show of the season outside of My Hero because it just keeps getting better and better. The only issue I have with Megalobox is from the most recent episode, and I don't want to talk about that because you specifically haven't seen it, and I don't want to spoil stuff for I you. I know there's some shit that, that I was... Wor- All right. I'm just going to ask one thing because I was worried about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, early in the season because... Uh, the show seems to be taking its sweet old time uh, doing stuff. And the season is only going to be 13 episodes. Is this going to be a case where the show is just rushing through shit to get to the, to get to the tournament? Yeah. Fuck. That's actually kind of a shame. That's actually okay, really so, annoying. So, so here's I, what I happens. Hate that. That's stupid. Here, here's what happens. Episode four, latest episode as of this recording. Um, Joe and the crew have their first uh, qualifying match against uh, Shark Gear Dude, mm-hmm. and his uh, his whole gimmick now is that he's gearless Joe because Nanbu is like, we don't need gear to fight these guys. I've got a plan. You're going to fight three matches with no gear, and then the last two are the ones that are going to get you in the tournament. So five preliminary matches. Three of them, he's fighting just regular boxing. He beats the shark dude without gear because of some uh, technical footwork that throws him off guard. And then it's like, okay, so they got through one fight out of five. Let's see what the next two fights are. They literally skim through the next two matches at the end of that episode. That's, you know what this Megalobar. This is I think this is and this is going to probably be a thing that I'm going to probably bring up after the show is done. I think Megalobox should not have been 13 episodes. It should have been double core. It should have been. It should have been 26. Like it should because because you do not do a sports anime an original sports anime and make it only 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. I think they were underestimating just how popular it would become. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that that this is this is the literally the only issue I've had with Megalobox so far. It's because they've been taking their time showing all these matches and yeah, discriminating really detail. And then all of a sudden, we get one long match and then we get two skipped matches in a montage segment. And it's like, oh, okay, you literally just want to skim through all this unimportant shit to get to the tournament by the end of this. That's okay. That you this is the, where we're going here. Yeah. So I have I no, I have, I have no idea. They're they're going to show the next match in full because there was a character reveal at the end of this episode that involves uh, Nanbu's uh, past. So the next match is going to be shown in full. I don't know about the last match heading into Megalonia though. I do. I do think that. Um, no, I. I do think that there's a possibility because I'd speculated before the beginning of the season that like, all right, it's 13 episodes, but maybe this is this this season is only 13, and then they're gonna like wait. A, then maybe like in like two seasons or so, there's gonna be court, the second core, like a second mm-hmm. half, like a lot of. Anime oh, like do. um, like what Food Wars did. Like what Food Wars or Tokyo Ghoul did, or like. Basically, what most a lot of anime, like double core anime, do nowadays, they is they split it. 
into because, two separate cores. Because honestly, everything everything that has been on display here has been such a high level of quality. I all I want a second season of this because this show is fantastic. Yeah, I, I yeah, it is. Uh, Shane, is there anything else that you have? Um, well, let's see. Um. I, 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 I started watching the, the time-traveling butler show. It's dumb, but I like it. <laughs> it's super gay, but I'm into it. <laughs> Especially after the, the latest episode where there was a fucking... Uh, there was a supernatural butler battle in an abandoned amusement park. That's all I'm gonna say. That sounds really stupid. <laughs> oh, it was great, though. Um, Kitaro was still great. The newest episode in particular was pretty uh, fantastic. Um, the the last thing I have to mention that I've already been watching is Magical Girls Sight, which has dipped dramatically in the edge factor since the first episode and has not reached those levels at all. I am both glad but also slightly disappointed if that makes any sense. Because I thought, because I thought that first episode was so incredibly dark and unsettling that I thought, okay, they're setting a tone. This is what it's going to be like for the whole season. And now we're four episodes in, and it's like nothing has even come close to reaching the caliber of dark that was that first episode. Which does, again, make me a little disappointed like you, Matt, because it felt like in that premiere they were setting a tone for the rest of the season that they haven't followed through with. I do think that there was a missed opportunity. Like, someone, uh, my Spencer told me something that actually made me... Like kind of like I was like that's dumb, but the, the actual abilities of her like gun or whatever, it doesn't. Fucking, yeah, it can like, teleport. I, always, I thought it was gonna be like like a karmic justice type thing, where like she like fires the gun and it puts on to the people she fires like what they did to her or like what they did to somebody else. No, like that shit. No, it, no, it, it, it just, just teleports. It just teleports people to where she imagines. That's all it does. And to, I don't, and I'm like that is leagues less interesting. That mm-hmm. is just that's and like literally the only reason they landed on the train was because that's what all he she thought of, which because you know, they killed her cat. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, the, the poor cat did not deserve. No, he not didn't deserve that. Um, but yeah, so that's a disappointment. Uh, but other than that, is there anything also, else? Also, th- th- there, was, there was kind of an interesting development in this newest episode. Spoilers, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know the crazy psychopath brother who beats her up? Yeah. In the new episode, there's a shot of their dad punching him in the face. And they don't explain it. They just show it. And it's like, okay, what's going on there? That's interesting. I want to see more of this. And then they just don't explain it. I assume it's, they're going to later, but, like, I want to see more of that. Like, what, uh, family dissension? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. But, uh... Other than any- that, other than that, um, everything else I have to talk about is, uh, new shows that I've started watching, uh, either because I was waiting for the dub, or I just added them to my list. Uh, right. I'm gonna mention these pretty briefly, because, uh, we gotta get going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. And we don't we don't want to spend too much time on this, seeing as how you really have nothing to talk about here. Yeah. Um, but let's see. I started watching Devil's Line because High Dive started the dubcast. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm actually really into it. Think of it as like it's it's basically a Tokyo Ghoul style show because there's like they call them devils, but they're vampires. 
the, I don't know. The <laughs> vampires are, is it as bloody as people are saying? Is it gory and shit? Yeah, there's there's some gore. There's nice. mm-hmm. I like my vampires um, nice and gory. But I like it it, 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 ta- it spends a lot of time focusing on the the main relationship between the two main leads, which I really like. It is a romance show. It's classified. Yeah, it is a it is a romance show. Um so yeah, I really like that. I'm I'm into it. The dub is pretty good. Not the best, but it's it pretty is good. High, so good yeah. the expectations a little bit. But like for their for their first dub cast, they did a pretty good job. Um, oh, I forgot to mention Golden Kamui, which I actually am liking a lot more than I used to, especially after this newest episode, episode three, which is by far the best episode. Yeah, everyone, everyone who has seen episode three is telling me that it's so good, and I make because because honestly, Golden Kamui is one of those shows where the writing and the the character interactions save everything because everything else is pretty mediocre to be honest with you mm-hmm. they really stepped it up in this episode every everything was on point uh the acting the writing the story uh the animation was significantly improved so i'm, I'm looking forward to where they're taking it hopefully they keep up this level of quality um the the simul dub of dances with the dragon started over the weekend mm-hmm. i like it I can't tell you what the hell's going on, I but feel I like, like it. I, our friend Spencer loves it. I think he may be overselling it a bit, like he usually does. Probably. Like, take what he says with a grain of salt, because uh. he actually has quite shitty tastes. He has really garbage tastes, if you've noticed from his interactions on the podcast. But yeah, Dances with Dragons. I like it. I honestly can't tell you what the fuck's going on. Because, like, the story's really confusing. Because it, it starts... It, this is, like, a world where there are these people called, um... Jushikiists who fight dragons because there's dragons. And it's, like, a war between humans and dragons. But there's also different factions of humans. And there's, there's like, fucking... There's, like, turmoil between the different factions. But they're all fighting dragons and it starts with a really cool fight scene with the two main leads versus a a, a high tier dragon but then it goes into more slice of life where they're like the main dude um Gaius is his name he's worried that he he can't make ends meet and he's worried about paying his rent this sounds like a tonal mess uh it kind of is to be honest with you because it it goes from badass action scene with a dragon to slice of life where he's worrying about making ends meet, to gov- government turmoil between d- the different factions, to romance with his girlfriend, all and it's I like, know, yeah, all I know what? is that Dances with the Dragons is supposed to be in, that in Japan, people were shocked that it got an anime because apparently the light novels are so dark that hmm. they were that they were convinced it was never gonna get something. Well, so on- that gets well, on- me honestly. kind of intrigued. Well, honestly, like, that opening fight scene with the dragon sold me alone just because that action scene was fucking awesome. I don't know if they're going to keep that level of action up throughout the season, but if they do, and you need, like, a dumb action show to just turn your brain off and watch, probably this. Yeah. Um, what else? There's probably Hina Oh, I didn't didn't mention Fist of the Blue Sky. Still good. Still like it. Pretty decent. Um, uh, Yeah, Hinamatsuri started, and 
this show is fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, I, but it's, in a good way. It's, yeah, it's a super. Really it's a supernatural comedy. Like full on comedy. Like nothing in this show is played seriously, That's other good. than. Other than some of the character interactions between uh, Hina and Nita, the two main leads, because mm-hmm. they do actually develop their relationship and their bond quite a bit, everything else is played for laughs. Like she fucking in the in the opening scene, she shows up in a cocoon out of a portal and just drops in his living room, and he's like, oh, "Okay." And then goes to fucking bed and wakes up in the morning and he sees that she's still sitting there and he's like, oh, okay, so I wasn't dreaming that. All right. <laughs> that's kind of, that's pretty funny, actually. And there's a fucking, at the end of the episode, uh, there's there's an action scene. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. But there's an action scene um, and where she goes crazy with her psychic powers and beats up a bunch of dudes. And, and literally, it's just a sea of dudes flying into the air, and all of them at the same time are yelling, Oh, owie, ouch, no, owie. <laughs> That's great. Like, this, this show's fucking stupid, but I dig it. <laughs> so if you're, just, if you're just looking for a... Uh, if you're looking for a comedy with some supernatural elements and some nice character interactions, Hinamatsuri... Uh, the dub is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's got some issues, not in terms of the actual voice acting, but in terms of the audio mix, because it, it felt to me like the, the actual dialogue was a little lower in the mix than it should have been. AKA, it's kind of quiet. So, yeah. if you're going to watch the dub, turn it up a little bit. Yeah. And then, lastly, uh, this is the mystery show that I've been I've been I, teasing I, I, Matt I, I, on the I, Discord. I I, 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 I desperately i desperately want to know if it's it's probably gonna be some some garbage but Mm, well okay for context i added a new show to my list because i've heard some really good things about it i wasn't sure if i was gonna dig it so i just i decided to wait for the simul dub to start and watch the first episode i did i really liked it so i added it to my list I told everyone on our Discord, hey, I added a new I show. I know what it is, but I'm going to... I added a new show to my season, my seasonal watch list, that you probably would not expect from me. And they've been going crazy trying to guess for the last few days. Well, here's the big I reveal. I think I know, might know what it is. Here's the big reveal. I have added to my watch list Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I fucking knew it. I fucking figured... <laughs> I fucking figured... I want to watch Legend of the Galactic Heroes. I am waiting to watch it because I want to watch the original first. Because uh, on- it's been on my list for years, and I want to watch the original because I know how reviewed it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but well, how see, is it? How is the new... Well, how- here's the thing. Like, I also have not seen the original series. It's le- it's legendary in uh, the anime scene. Mm-hmm. It's one of those classic series that is, like, required viewing for anyone to really get... But it's really long get... as fuck, so it's, like, one of those... Yeah, it's, like, it's over 100 episodes. It's long. It's long, it's, long. it's political, it's slow-burning at times, it's a lot of characters, so it's a, it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, watching this new series, having no prior knowledge to anything involving reboot, Legend of the Galactic so Heroes, yeah. on, on, honestly, like I, I didn't feel like I was lost. I felt like there were a couple like winks and nods that like, hey, if you've watched the original, you'll get this a little more. But I didn't feel lost in terms of following the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I waited for the simul dub to start, 
before I watched it. I watched the first episode that aired this past week. I gotta say, I really like this show. First off, animation is spectacular. Production IG, boys. Production mm -hmm. fucking IG. Like... Like, they, it's a perfect blend between traditional 2D animation and CG. Basically, if you don't know, Legend of the Galactic Heroes is essentially a space opera. It's so, Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's the anime version of Star Wars. That's what it mm -hmm. is. So, so it's got it's got huge galactic fleets fighting in space, mm -hmm. and the, there's a lot of CG in the show, but they play it smart. Because they use all the CG for the ships themselves. None of the CG is used on the characters or the backgrounds. So it's it's all used for the ships. And the CG that they did use for the ships looks phenomenal. Because there's so much detail crammed into each frame. Um, same goes for the traditional 2D animation that they use for the actual characters. These characters look on point. Like this show just overall looks gorgeous, and there's a lot. I you think you I I think you understand what you mean when there's a lot of characters in the yeah. show. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but other than that, I I just I just found it really interesting because I I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it because I'm not super huge into like hardcore sci-fi shit, mm -hmm. like like this. Um. So I, I decided to try it out, and I found it really interesting. It's it's basically your standard you know space opera show where there's the, there's these two giant armies fighting for galactic domination, and they're at war. But I felt like the characters, specifically the two main leads, were really interesting, and their dynamic was like really engaging. I always, I I loved yeah. every time those two were on screen. Um, there, there's yeah. a lot of like intrigue if like, in... Yeah, if you like this, you'll like, like, basic... If you like this, you'll end up, probably end up liking a lot of, like, other sci-fi stuff that you may not have given a, like, a first glance to. Like, if you like this, you'll probably like stuff, like, in terms of live action, you'd like Battlestar Galactica and stuff like that. You'd like that. Probably, yeah. Yeah, but... so... This could be your uh, gateway sci-fi show. If that's the case. This could be a gateway. Here, here's the thing. I, it's like I do, I like sci-fi, but I've never been into like the really hardcore sci-fi shows like Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, all that stuff. I just never really been into that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, Legend of the Galactic Heroes, I found really interesting because the characters were great, the animation was spectacular, the action was really well done like you could they really sold the scale of these battles like superbly well um and there, there's also a lot of like intrigue with the uh the side cast and the side plots because from what from what i could gather the main commander his name's reinhard um the main commander of this fleet is kind of an idiot and they're like oh this kid just got this kid's just full of luck he comes up with these battle strategies that would normally get us all killed, but they somehow work. And it's like, every, everyone everyone writes him off as, like, a fucking idiot, or, oh, he just got lucky, when in reality, he's actually a tactical genius. Yeah. And no one really sees him for what he's truly worth, except his second-in-command, which is also his best friend, mm -hmm. uh, Siegfried. And yeah, I, I felt like I felt like not that dynamic not only between those two but the rest of the cast that kind of looks down upon him was really interesting because it's it seems like he's trying to prove everyone wrong, and I really like that 
uh, motivation. Like, he's super chill, he knows exactly what he's doing, but at the same time, he's trying to stick it to everyone who says he can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. And I really like that dynamic. Overall, just, I'm glad I picked up the show, because that first episode was really engaging, and I can't wait to watch more. Yeah, I want to watch it, because this stuff is my shit. I love this type of stuff. So Yeah, Matt, Matt is the sci-fi guy here, so. Like, yeah, like, I love this type of stuff. Maybe this could be a gateway show for you. I hope it is, because there's some good shit. Who knows? I, I guess we'll have to wait if and see. If you end up liking this, like, you'll definitely like other stuff along the side. of You'll like other stuff. Like, this is... Because, uh, because this is, because, uh, this is basic, I think this, the Legend of the Godic Heroes is basically, like, as sci-fi as one could get. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you like that, you'll like other stuff. Alright, and I'm pretty sure we should be done here. That's, that, that's about it. Yeah. Th- that went longer than expected, just because there was a lot of new shows that had started that we wanted to watch, but we were waiting on. Yeah, so. and also Darling. We talked about And also Darling. Darling. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I think it's time to move on to lack of news. Um, <laughs> we do, we have a couple, we do have a little bit of news stories, mainly one big one, but we also have a couple of other, uh, a couple of stuff that I want to bring up. All right, so the first, the only real big piece of news this week was, uh, sh- uh, was that, uh, you know, Shane, have you ever heard of an anime called Shirobako? That sounds familiar, but I can't place it. It's an anime about making anime. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think you may know which one it is. Um, well, uh, it's Shirobako has been... Uh, the, uh, with the uh, Musashi Saki Shirobako Screen Festival event in Tokyo for the Shirobako anime revealed on Saturday that the franchise will be getting a movie. Um, it will be getting a movie. PA Works, the, the people behind the show, Will be making the will be starting production on the film. Does not have a but no set release date. Um, it will be an all new works. So it will not be any recap from the show. It will be a sequel to the show. Um, Shirobako uh, focuses primarily on Ayo uh, Miyamori, a production assistant at a fictional anime studio called Musashino Animations. The story follows the daily office life and problems that arise in the animation studio and the workflow in making an anime. Parallel to that, the show also focuses on Miyamori's friends who all work or are aiming to work in the industry. A key animator, a CG animator, aspiring voice actress, and a scriptwriter. The 24-episode anime premiered on, on in October 2014, and it is available to watch on Sentai and Crunchyroll. Which you, uh, which if you, and if all of you had not seen Chiobako, do it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Shane, you should watch Chiobako because I. Think so I, this is an anime movie about making anime movies. That's probably what it's going to be about. Yeah. That sounds like the most meta thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it is super meta, and the thing I like about Shirobako is that unlike other anime of its type, it's surprising. It's actually really accurate in terms of how they, uh, in in terms of how they portray how anime is made. Like they don't, like it's not like other like stuff like that. Like I'm watching Comic Girls this season, and as much as I love Comic Girls, that is not how they make. That's how not. That's not how manga works. So like, <laughs> so like. I'm really excited. I'm because I'm really excited for this because I love Shirobako. It was one. It's one of the best anime in a long. It was it's one of the best like comedy. It's not a comedy. I say it's like more like comedic drama, but mm-hmm. it's like one of the. It's one of the best shows of its type in a long time. 
and it's definite and it it definitely wasn't one of those shows that came out of nowhere and was just like hitting it out of the ground running with the great with the with some with great characters, great uh, anim great animation, um some really some really uh interesting perspectives on how anime is made too. Like it's def it it shows different like areas like this is one one part of there's one part of the series which deals with a uh, a a, a voice like a voice actress who's like really like who's like a diva and because like in japan because in japan voice actors are like are like a lot more of a big deal uh like the seiyus for anime are considered like celebrities like they're huge they're like a huge deal so like there's there's one part of the series which deals with a voice actress who's like full of herself and like demands all this stuff from the production team, and they have to listen to her, because she's a big name voice actress. So and she's making like these stupid, outrageous demands. Um. So like, it's definitely one of those. So like, if you appreciate the production side of anime or the production side of anything, you will relate to this show and you will love it. Um, then I should probably watch it. Then you should. It's twenty four episodes. It's an anime original too. So, yeah, I, I, I just looked it up on High Dive, so it's probably gonna probably gonna watch that. It is excellent. It is very very good. Because um, I'm to, I'm totally into those, like anime or manga. That's all about making anime or manga. Like I like that meta aspect of like cr basically showing the insides of the industry while at the same time either, like, you know, I, I sometimes like uh you know, critiquing the industry with their portrayal of, like, what goes on, the, the inner workings of Self stuff. Self-referential humor, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love that kind of shit. Yeah, like, it's pretty... Uh, yeah, like, I love it. I love that stuff, too. Outside of that, we do have a... I have... Uh, we're gonna talk about something I want to add to the pod... A, a, a piece of, uh, a, like, weekly news that I'm gonna oh, boy. to the podcast. Breaking news! We're, no, not we're gonna uh, well, not breaking news, but stuff I'm gonna be we're gonna be talking about pot like every week or so now. Uh, we're All right, we're gonna be starting to talk. We're gonna be started talking about the uh, the sales numbers because okay. I feel okay. that I feel like I feel like that that way because it's far because honestly it's kind of interesting what does really well in Japan because then you can take a look because then you can kind of understand like what uh like how what show like what shows are doing well what shows are not mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we're gonna be talking about the sales numbers for last week here, okay right now um the big winner for sales numbers last week for last week was the limited was uh not any was not a new show um it was a it's a mo it was a movie uh, it was a movie that came out, I think, last year in Japan. It's uh, free. Take your marks. It was the new free movie. It was the free movie oh. that came out last year. It finally came out on Blu-ray, otherwise and known as the gay swimming anime. The gay swimming anime, and in its first week, sold six over six thousand copies. Um, six thousand three hundred and thirty-six uh, Blu-rays were sold, uh, which I find, and, and then. That's not that, and that's the limited edition by itself. There was also like a regular edition, which sold an extra like two thousand. So this thing, first week, was swinging out of the gate. 
there's also a couple of pieces of news that's kind of disappointing. Uh, Psyche K, uh, the new season of Psyche K sold it, uh, first volume came out and did not sell very well. Oh, that's unfortunate. A 283 copy, uh, 83 oh, Blu-rays. jeez. Yeah, um. Wow. Also, yeah, After the Rain also didn't do very well, 652. Ooh, uh, that's, First week, yeah, did not do very well. Good news is that in its fourth week, uh, Place Further Than Universe is about to hit ten thousand copies, which is good. That's that's good. That's, that's really good. that that anime deserves all of your praise and your money. Yeah, the Place Further Than Universe in Japan, and not just over here, but also in Japan, was one of the big winners. Like people loved it. So like, I'm really happy. Violet Evergardens continues to struggle. Um, it uh. You may notice that it's in its third week, and yet the winner for the week was free, and it still sold more. It's so, it sold more in one week than Violet Evergarden has had sold in its entire run so far. Ugh. Uh, Violet Evergarden is like a hundred. It's like one hundred behind. One hundred sales behind. It's 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 struggling. Um, it's really struggling to gain an audience in Japan. That's I really un- That's really unfortunate. Hmm. Yeah, which is a shame because, like, it's a shame because it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that it needs to uh, do better. There's a couple the couple of shows that uh, now, bef- bef- uh, next week, we're gonna uh, it's going to be a big one for sales because Darling's going to start selling its volumes. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Their, their, their first volume Blu-ray is coming out. Yeah, same with uh, Darling, same with Overlord, and same with Seven Deadly Sins. So we're going to start to see just how well those do. Which um, we still don't have Seven Deadly Sins over here because Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Um, so, for, I, I think, and honestly, I think the, I think, uh, uh, I also wanted to talk about just how fucking, uh, how much, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy is selling because it's actually, like, stupid. Um, it's in its 47th week on the list and it's still there and it's sold and in total with all of its volumes has sold over like fucking 200,000 copies. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah, this thing is fucking selling a bajillion. This thing is like blown up. Um I I, Which, I have not seen Ground Blue. We so. watched an episode of it together. Yeah. That one time, and it is a good episode. Good. It was pretty fucking good, so I'm happy that it's doing as well as it is. Honestly, I'm think, no, um, I think so far the biggest bomb of the season was Killing Bites in Japan. Killing Bites was just yeah, it sold like fifty copies. No, no, it sold like it sold like a, it was like three hundred something. It was bad. Uh, I'm really, I'm honestly really sad after the rain is bombing like that. That sucks. Like that. Like that show is I so can, good. I can see why because the, pr- the the initial premise without knowing anything else is kind of hard to get over. Yeah, and that's even a then huge it, it, hurdle. Yeah, and then it's not even a romance in the end, so that's gonna that turned off a lot of people. I think. Then that just means that it was falsely advertised. Yeah, uh, it's really good though, which is a shame. It's a shame because it's really good. It's really, really, really good. So I'm hoping that like more pe- more people need to watch After the Rain. You can it's on like it's on Crunchyroll. It's on, uh, it's not on Crunchyroll. It's on Amazon. It's not on Crunchyroll. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, it's it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Go watch it. It's really, really good. 
Definitely check it out. Definitely, definitely watch it. And that's how dead it was for anime, because that's what we, that's all we got for news this week. So that means we can go straight into well, shit. the featured anime for the episode. Um, this Let's week, get this shit going. This podcast's featured anime is a very it's a recent show that wrapped up, I think... Yeah, about, about, a about a month ago. About a month ago. About a month ago, and it's a it, uh, and it is a fantasy magic, slight sonin, show, uh, that that took the anime world by storm when it first came out, um, when it came when it was airing, um, it is the, it you know it you know it is known as the ancient, Magus's Bride, directed by Norihiro Nagayuma and written by Kore Yamazaki and Aya Takahara. It is from Wit Studio. It aired for 24 episodes and aired from October 8th, 20, 2017 to March 24th of 2018. And it is currently licensed by Funimation, and you can find it on Funimation now dubbed and in Crunchyroll and sub. Um, the the Agent Magus' Bride follows a young 16-year-old girl by the name of Chise Hattori. Chise Hattori has had a pretty not the best life in the world. Her mother committed suicide, and her father left the family long before then. Uh, in a last-ditch effort to find some kind of home, she sells herself into slavery and gets bought by a. Not gonna say per- by a half a by a, a person by a, by a creature named Elias Ainsworth, who is revealed to be a kind of fae. Huge um, air quotes person. You know, a, a, a kind of fae. Um, now, uh, now, Elias unexpectedly, uh, after buying her, frees her automatically and says, "You will be," and claims that she will be his apprentice, and then later his. Bride. So the series follows Chise as she not only starts to begin to develop her uh, her mage powers, but also trying to find a cure for her for her slave for her for her impending death, as she is revealed to be a slave beggy and will die in three years if if her magic is not contained. So, sh- so Shane. Mm-hmm. What did you think of? Well, bride. before we get into the discussion, I just want to mention Matt gave legal viewing options for this anime before he started his plot synopsis. That's something that I want to start doing from now on with our featured anime because we here at The Gap uh, advocate for legal streaming over piracy, especially when it comes to anime. So, before we get started, if you are interested in watching Ancient Magus Bride... You can view it subbed on Crunchyroll and dubbed on Funimation Now. There will be links in the description to take you to both of those sites for whatever version you prefer. We're not big enough to get sponsorships, so we can't offer you free trials if you are new users, but they usually give them to you anyway. So if you're a new user and you want to watch a show, check one of the links in the description, sign up, get your free trial, watch the show. It's pretty great. Again, if you want to view Ancient Major Bride legally, sub on Crunchyroll, dub on Funimation. Now, this show's fucking incredible. <laughs> that that's really all I have to say about it. It's, it's because it's, like it's, it's just it's something like this. This is one of those rare 
cases in anime where something gets adapted out of nowhere and it comes out and it's just it just turns out incredible like everything about this show is so whimsical and endearing and it's it's just captivating to watch the events that play out on screen it's a really likable show Mm -hmm. um i would argue that this might be a we, we, that when this was airing, I I rarely get this feeling, but when it was airing, I got this feeling of I'm watching a modern classic right now. Yeah, honestly, like like in the future, this is going to be one of those shows to a lot of anime like like when we're the veteran anime fans, <laughs> um, we're gonna tell uh like the younger generation. This was the the like watch that like watch H and Magus's Bride. Like, mm-hmm. You will not be disappointed. Like like ten year ten fifteen years in the future when Naruto is still fucking airing in some way when, shape when or form. One Piece has, when they've yet to find the One Piece. When One Piece has is still running because Oda is a madman. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I have I agree with you there that I feel like this is going to be viewed like. A decade down the line as like an example of a modern fantasy classic in terms of anime yeah uh and i uh because this is a type this is the show this is a show that had me floored from day one um not even just the before the sh- even before the show aired with the with the uh with the ovas uh the OVAs right. as well were really really good um so like this show had me floored from the get go, um, from its atmosphere to its uh, to its uh, to its characters to the fact, and we'll get to this later, to its uh, to its impeccable directing. This is a beautifully directed show. Uh, the person, uh, the uh, well, the name of the director here, uh, for Notohiro Nagayuma, uh, you, uh, props to him. Because he directed the shit out of this show, he directed the the, the he directed the shit out of this. Um, and what's interesting is that he hasn't really directed much outside of this. Um, so I hope that he gets more. Uh, but I think he may he may know some stuff because he did work on um, he did work on uh, a lot of. Uh, uh, Mamoru Hosoda's stuff before working on oh, this. He was a okay. key animator on a lot of them. Especially Go Who Left Through Time. He was a big one on that. Okay, he, there. He's a key animator on that. So I'm pretty sure. So he has some experience working. He's got some chops. Yeah, he's got some chops. Uh, but this is, I think, outside of like one other thing. Uh,. Uh yeah, like I yeah, I think Mason Magus is the first like long running like first like actual anime he's directed. So props to him for directing. Well, if I, a, what a debut then, am I right? Yeah, what a debut like just like fucking he directed the fucking shit out of this. Like he directed that he directed the shit out of this and it was great. Um, so let's get into like the more of the details. Shane, what was yes. your favorite episode of Ancient Magus's Bride? I think I know what it is, but you know, Ooh, okay. Um, there's two that come to mind mm-hmm. because um, both for different reasons. Like they're they're both incredible episodes in their own right. But 
<sighs> I'm trying. I'm trying to determine which one had a bigger emotional impact on me. There's a lot of episodes. There, that are really there's good. a ton of episodes like that, but there's two that stand out above the rest. I think, in the end, I'm gonna have to give the nod to episode twelve. <coughs> it's making it's making me sneeze. I'm so excited. No, but. The two I was going to decide between were episode 12 and episode 22. And Matt, Matt warned me about episode 22, like, yo, this is best episode contender. After watching it, I know why. Um, because, honestly, episode 20... By the way, spoilers, I don't think we have to say that. Yeah, no, there's um, gonna be, we don't have to say this. We've warned people before that the featured anime oh, yeah. section would be spoiler-filled discussions. So. But episode 22 is great in its own right, just because of how it delves into the backstory of Chisei's family, what happened to her father, how her mother turned out the way she was, and all the stuff with Joseph and Cartophilus. It was just great, and there was a, there was a lot of emotional impact there, especially because it, fi- it shows Chisei finally putting her past behind her to move on, and I think... That is an incredible character moment for Chisei in its own right. But in the end, I think I got to give the nod to episode 12. Because not only does it have another great character moment for Chisei. But it's basically the peak of her and Elias' relationship. Because that that entire episode is just this huge buildup to her going back home to be with Elias, and there, there's so much emotional payoff there, especially with the last scene in the episode with the phoenix, her oh. being born anew from the ashes oh. and flying back to Elias. That, that scene alone puts this episode in its own caliber. But also, so there, there's, there's so much, there's so many other things about this episode. Um, her meeting with Nevin in the spiritual world, talking to his spirit, giving her the push she needs to finally break out of her shell. Like, it's just, it's just incredible. Nevin's- there's there's nothing else I can say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go, ep- yeah, uh, so episode 12 is your choice. I'm going episode 22, as you sow, okay. so you shall reap. Because... Um, because I feel like one of the things I love about this show is that it does not play around. It does not bullshit. It does not. It does not. Uh. It does not. Uh. Like lessen anything. It doesn't. It because even though it's a technically a shonen, and yeah, it does have elements of shonen, so it very much clearly is aimed at that demographic. But it. But even though it's a shonen, it does not bullshit. It does not tone down. It does not, it does not uh, lie to you. It shows you exactly what you need to see, and says, "This is it. Life sucks. Deal with it." <laughs> and it's, and, uh, and take your lumps, take your lumps. Yeah, uh, and I f- and one of the things I love about episode twenty-two is that after watching episode twenty-two, it puts a lot of Chisei's like. Not just her prior actions into context, but it also puts her backstory in a completely new light, completely new light, and you and you get to see just how 
just how much her mother was like just how badly how bad it was for her mom like just how bad it was and i feel and it and it and it's 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 not afraid and it's not afraid to go dark it's not afraid to go brutal it's not afraid to go uh <coughs> it's not afraid to go fucked because uh, nope. there's one moment in that episode involved the episode the stuff with the eye mm, the eye scene mm. even that, though you don't see it just oh, all the implication there's, there. there's, no, there's no there's no the the fact that there's no music you just hear the noise of the eye you coming just hear, out. You just hear, like, the squelching of her eye being and torn out of her, her sockets. And her, fucking, and her scream, and her, like, gut, gut-wrenching scream, and it's oh, it's uncomfortable, and it's, it, it's, it, it, uh, which, uh, I, and the epi- also the episode, in terms of direction, mm, it's so well-directed, and so well-done, um, and I love, and it, it's just a, it's just a fantastic fantastic episode you know in a in a series that is filled to the brim with fantastic episodes this was a hard mm-hmm. de- this was a hard decision so i did mm-hmm. not make this decision lightly this is there's a like, ton of great episodes here i i just love the like i said before with episode 22 i just love all the development that her family gets specifically her mother mm-hmm. which we never find out what happens to her dad and her brother. They it's just not- disappear. Yeah. It's implied that they're they're killed by um, monsters, but we never actually see it. They yeah. just disappear. I do. Th- I do think that uh, that that's a that's a plot thread that is yet to be. F- I think that's definitely uh, like a, a thing because this is adapted from a manga. I think that's definitely something that the manga will bring up at some point mm-hmm. later on. But I just lo- I just love the scene. Where her mom is laying on the floor, she stays in the other room, and she just doesn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, the darkness in her manifests and tells her, "Kill your child. Everything will be so much better if she's gone." And then she actually tries to strangle Chise, because and then she she steps back. She's like, "What am I doing? I'm a terrible person. Why would I do this to my child?" Mm. It's like. Uh, I just I love that scene because it it, sh- it shows like the darker parts of humanity. We all have those dark urges inside of us, yeah. And it's 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 a battle to resist them every single day. And I think this this episode specifically really shows that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's 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 a great episode. It's a really great it's episode. it's heartbreaking, dude. Yeah, this show is heartbreaking. This is not I know happy. this is not a half. Yeah, this is not a happy show. It um, might have a happy ending, but yeah, this is not a happy show. This is not the uh, the journey to get to that ending is full of darkness and despair and death. Yeah, it's 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 not a happy show. So Shane, mm-hmm. in this uh, not happy show, uh, in this is, horribly sad show, who is your favorite character? Because I know mine. But... Does it? I like. Mm. I could give the obvious answer, but there's a lot of really there's gr- a lot of great characters in the show. Characters here, so there's a lot of to choose from. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You know what? I didn't actually. I didn't actually think about it. Um. Fuck it. It's the answer's obvious. It's Chise. 
Yeah, I was gonna go Chisei too. <laughs> like the the answer is obvious. It's Chisei because like she gets so much development and she gets she gets so much in the show. Like you learn every little facet of her personality, her fears, her desires, her backstory. You you just she's just a multifaceted character, and she has one of the most, if not the most, satisfying arcs in this entire show. Because we, we we see this poor, defenseless, broken child at the beginning selling herself for auction to going through the entire show at the end to being content and happy with her life. And it's just such a huge 180. And we see, it, it makes sense because we see all the hardships that she goes throughout the entire series and what she what she went through to get there and finally find her place in life with the person she loves. And it's it's just so it's just so heartwarming to see that transformation. Yeah, because really I don't know about you, but if I felt my life was so meaningless that I would sell myself, I don't think I'd be coming back from that. Yeah, same. I was okay. going to say I, I was going to say Ruth because oh, yeah. I really like Ruth. Yeah, not Ruth, uh, Ruth as a supporting character is a great compliment to Chise. Every, yeah. He he's just fucking cool as shit. Ruth is great. I love Ruth. Um, I think over yeah, Chise is my favorite too. Best female protagonist in years. Uh, mm-hmm. She is absolutely amazing. Uh, for the fact that for a character, she's she's so mul- she's very multi layered. Like she's she feels like a real person, and you yeah. and and um and you understand every single one of her motivations. Um, and you just want to like hug her and tell her it's give her a okay. nice hug just and wanna be, be, you just want to be okay just be like shh it's okay everything will be okay it's gonna be okay and you just lost your eye don't worry you can get another one uh, and it's a, it's an absolute and it's she's she's absolutely great like she's she's been like she like she's nothing but spect she's been she's nothing but spectacular throughout the entire entire show I do have a uh, runner-up for best character, and that's uh, 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 Phyllis or Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, as probably as a great villain, an absolutely great villain. Um, in terms of, it's very rare that we get a villain like this because normally, in, one of the things I appreciate about Agent Mag is is that it's a ma- it's a show with a lot of magic, so you would so in. There's always that temptation to make it like really like ridiculous in terms of how mm-hmm. the magic works, but Magus is really grounded. It's it never it never go all the magic in it is like it's either brief or it's more mm-hmm. like really traditional magic. And so like the so there's so there's less of so fights in Ancient Magus and more of problem solving, and I love that. Um, and Cartophilus is a perfect example of that. I love his character. I think that what they did with him in the last in the in the last couple of episodes was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, was absolutely brilliant. Um, and I love and I want and I and plus I want to give props to uh, 
uh, Joss Grell, who voiced him, and who it, it, who get, who voiced him and maybe gave one of the best performances he ever has given. Uh, so, yeah, I liked him. But, uh, Shane, who is your least favorite character from Agent Magus? I want to hear yours first. Because I don't... This is another case of characters I don't hate. I don't hate yeah. anyone in the show. But I there's do no have some... Real... I, there's no real bad character. It's a lot like Bebop. Like, there's no real bad characters in this show. Yeah. But I do have a couple... But unlike Bebop, I do feel there's a, there's a, lot, there's a lot of them. And I do think that there's a thing... There's a, some... Uh, is a case of, I think there's too many characters. Uh, I do think there's a lot of uh, too many characters, and I'm going to have to give it to Ash and I. Because uh, Ash and I, initially, okay. I initially really liked him, and here's why. I feel that initially Ash and I was, to me, the type of like villainous character I was looking for in the show. Because he was like this, <laughs> he's an ancient fae who's been around for like millennia, um, and he, and he kind of like, and he kind of had like mysterious motivations about him, and was kind of like, oh, I'm, he's like, I'm, he initially was like, oh, I'm just gonna fuck with Chise, but then it looked like he had more sinister ambitions, like he has, like, oh, Elias, here I am, like oh, now a, she's a fox, <laughs> and then like he has he some, he has bailed. like some goal that is unknown, and we need to figure it out, like what is his goal. You could have done without him at the end, though. Mm -hmm. I feel his, he didn't mm -hmm. really serve a purpose, I felt. Not really, no. Because by the end, it was all about Joseph, pretty mm -hmm. much. It was all about him, um, who's at least more interesting. But Ash and I was just kind of there. He was just kind of like, yeah, I'm evil. Ooh! Like, he was just that. He was like that the whole mm -hmm. time. And to me, to me, you could have done more with them or just cut them out entirely and nothing would have changed. If you can cut out a character entirely and nothing changed, I feel like that's a problem. Yep. Because <laughs> then you can just... Because then, cause then that's just poor writing and that's just you trying to force in a character that does not need to be there. Yep. Uh, so Ash and I, weakest character of the show. I do feel like that if they do another season, that he will no longer be as bad. But well, he might actually serve a purpose. He might actually, outside of just being a troll, um, it's pretty much what he does. He just fucking he comes in, <laughs> does some shit, and then and then leaves like, and then leaves. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, Shane, who's your least favorite character in the show? Yeah, I got to agree, Ash and I. <laughs> because, like, okay, like when he shows up. He's like completely superfluous. He, he he just seems like this fucking prankster that Elias knows, and he shows up and he's like, "Oh, hey Elias, what's that? You got a sleigh, Beggy? Whoops! Now she's a fox! Ha <laughs> ha! Go catch her!" And then he bails, and it's like, "Okay, what the fuck was the point of that?" It's like it's like he shows up, turns her into a fox, and then leaves. And then in the next episode, she just turns herself back anyway. In like five and it's minutes. Like, and it's like, okay, we'll what the fuck was second. the point? What was the point of that? Who was that guy? Why? 
<laughs> like, and he doesn't show up for like four or five more episodes. And it's like, oh, okay, you actually came back. All right. Because I totally. <laughs> yeah. I totally thought he was going to be that one-note character where he shows up just to fuck with Elias for some reason, and then we'll never see him again. So I was actually very legitimately surprised when he showed up again, and I'm like, oh, okay, you're recurring now. Okay. Oh, oh, what's that? You're not going to really do anything for the rest of the show? Okay. All right. You stand in the corner. Let Joseph have his moment. Okay, cool. And then, like, and then in the final episode, they fucking chop his head off. And it's like, okay, he's dead. Cool. Yeah, we'll never see him again. And then at the end, and in the finale, he's just chilling in the well with Joseph. And I'm like, so didn't not you dead. die? I saw you get decapitated. Like, what? <laughs> and uh, like, uh, I yeah, think honestly, like. His deal makes no sense. Like, he's like. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I completely agree with you. Like, he, he serves no purpose. His motivation is vague at best. He does nothing in <laughs> he does nothing with his screen time. The the most significant thing he did was turn Chise into a fox. And they solved that in like five minutes. So whatever Ash and I, I love how you like some of the troll. stuff in this show is resolved like really quickly. Like you think it would be a big deal, and then both Chise and uh, Elias are just like Meh, and then they and then it just moves on. <laughs> yeah. Or like he kidnaps Stella's brother and Elias and then it's like, oh, okay, they're in the fucking lake. Whatever. <laughs> we had to walk, like, five minutes to the east to find them in a lake. Like, wow, you hit them really well, Ash and I. <laughs> you piece of shit. You piece of... You fucking troll. You fucking dumbass. Like, yeah, ooh, that's a sleigh baggie, isn't it? Well, now she's a fox. Oh, what's this? Is this your little brother? Well, now he's in the lake. Better go catch him. Like, what's your deal, man? Do you just, like, are you just an it? Are you just a troll? Like, do you just, I, like, fucking with people? I think he just likes fucking with people. Yeah. Uh, so, Shane, anything <laughs> else, any other things you want to want to bring up before we get into, like, some of the criticisms we have of H and Magus? Um, well... Storytelling is great. Mm -hmm. uh, animation is fantastic. Okay, let's talk about that animation for a second. Animation, who? Um, it falls into that weird category of like the act. There's actually not a lot of movement when it comes to characters in the show. But the art itself is spectacular. The art is. This is a gorgeous fucking show. This is one of. This is a beautiful, a beautifully shot show. Mm -hmm. Like, when I mentioned that they, they direct the shit out of this, this is a gorgeous-looking anime. Absolutely, it's stunning to look at. Every episode is just, like, filled to the brim with, like, fucking gorgeous-ass imagery that is some of the best I've seen in a long time. Like, with mm -hmm. Studio Man. Did you know, actually... Mm -hmm. That this is Wit Studio and Production IG? Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, it is Production IG. So both of these studios brought their A game here. Yeah, this is a gorgeous, gorgeous ass show. Like this is an absolute delight to look at. Um, and uh, the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is, is really good. Phenomenal. Like a really great score. Mm -hmm. Um, this is this is like. This is one of those weird shows that just, like, you sit there and you watch it, 
and you know you really like it and you're really into it, but like you just don't react. You just sit there and you like watch like in awe at everything that's happening. Yeah, it it just puts you into like a trance. It's it's really good. It's like that. And it's I want... it's in, it's enchanting. Yeah, it is. And I want to bring and... up something that I wanted. Uh, I want to bring up something that I've been wanting to bring up with this show for a long time, and that's uh, the thing I appreciate most about H and Magus is that. It's it can it's one of the only anime I've seen in the pa- in the in a law in the past couple of years that can go on an entire episode without with like half an episode with no dialogue and actually follow through with it. Um, episode twelve and like Shane mentioned this, episode twelve, the second half the second half has no dialogue. I don't think you realize that. Like, there's, there's no dialogue in the second half of that show. and In the second half of that episode. And the show is a very... It's a very visual-heavy show. And I want to give major props to the fact that it shuts the fuck up when it needs to. Unlike... Every other anime. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Unlike a lot of anime. Even My Hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, My Hero is especially bad with the exposition. It's like, can you please... Like, guys, can you shut up and just punch each other with your superpowers, please? Yeah. Uh, shonen. That's a show. That's Shonen, though. Um, yeah, that's fucking Shonen. Uh, fucking, but H and Mag is... Does, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't need to... It, it realizes it doesn't need words. It can just show you an image and be like this is all you need you just need this one shot and you can understand all the emotion that's behind it yeah and it's 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 great like it treats its audience with maturity um and it treats it treats the it treats them with respect and it does not talk down to them and i want to give major props to the fact that they follow through with that considering that a lot of shows try to do that but then they end up fucking like uh fucking backtracking on that anyways so okay i have i have one thing i want to mention one last thing before we get into uh nitpicks um this is a weird opinion i have and i want to see how you react to this but to me ancient megas bride to me feels a lot like fma it does it, it it has that same kind of it has that same kind of like aura surrounding it. It has that same kind of just overall feel. Like it's got its adventure elements. It's got its likable main characters. It has a darker side to it. It explores uh, it explores every facet of the world. The world building is done really well. Um, it's got its whimsical fantasy side with the magic. Like, I don't know. That's just the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, man, th- th- this feels a lot like FMA for some reason. Yeah. It's got a very similar sense of humor, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, one of the first things I noticed, even in the first episode, is that even though this show deals with really dark stuff, 
It has a lot of humor. Like there's a it's lot. It's not of afraid humor. to use chibis. Yeah, a lot of chibi. Which, by the way, Chibi Elias is the cutest thing. In chibi the Elias world. loses all of his teeth. Yeah. Chibi Elias is the cutest goddamn thing on the planet, and I want one. Um. So uh, Chibi, uh, Chibi, uh, fucking. There's one moment in the was it the last episode of the show where they have like Elias and Chise are having like a Chibi argument. Yeah, they're having the fu- argument on the bed, and they're just ch- chippy versions of themselves yelling at each other. And, I can't and Chibi Ruth is Chibi Ruth is just sitting in the doorway, like, Ugh. no, no, I can't, I can't, like, no one accurate representation of when you go over to a friend's house and the parents start arguing. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but also, uh, but also, like, I can't take them seriously because they're so cute. No, they're so cute and tiny. And, and then, like, and then she, t- and then she turns to Ruth and she's like, "I've got something to say to you too." And he's like, "Borf, <laughs> oh Borf, fucking Ruth, uh, no, fucking uh, Ruth never goes once, never goes Borf once." No, no, zero out of ten. Borf zero out of ten. No Borf again. Um. But let's get into nitpicks and criticisms because I do have some issues. Actually, there, I got there's, quite a bit yeah, of there's issues, some issues actually. here. Actually, um, more than I think I w- wish I had. I more than I was initially thinking I was gonna have when the show started. <laughs> uh, speaking of the comedy, I do feel like it's out of place at times. They put it in really bad places. <laughs> yeah, because bad shit will go down for an entire episode. And then they'll like reference it, and then they'll be like, "Oh, the joke." <laughs> they'll like a chibi joke will happen, and I'm like, you know, now is not the time. Yeah, the show doesn't have a good sense of comedic timing. Yeah, it really doesn't, and I believe that's the problem of adapting a manga that they were adapting a manga that does have a good sense of humor and actually spaces it out, but they're adapting it basically like panel for panel. So it's like, what do you do? Uh. Well, in that case, you adapt and not do that. But anyways, that's another. That's another However, discussion. can I mention? Can I mention one scene that I actually really like the humor in? What? It's in. I believe it's the second episode where Elias and Chise go to meet Angelica, mm-hmm. and Angelica's like, "What did she, What did he do to you, Chise? And has he done anything weird?" And she's like, "Well, he stripped me naked and gave me a bath when I didn't want it. Is that weird?" And then they turn chibi, and she just decks Elias in the gut. <laughs> I'm like, I actually laughed at that. I was that like, was really, that okay, was that's really, pretty funny. That is that is pretty funny. And she's like, get out of here, you perv, and kicks him out. Yeah, I, Elias himself, Elias is a surprisingly funny character. Uh, I actually yeah. like, too, he's got, Elias is pretty funny. That's because he doesn't know fucking basic human emotion. But let's get into Elias for a second. Um, Because I love Elias. But mm-hmm. I do. I I think you may agree with me on this. He's it, once you find out his backstory, he is infinitely less interesting. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he is infinitely less interesting because his backstory is one. His backstory is kind of as generic as they come. He's just a he's just a a, a creature mm-hmm. that was born out in the wilderness. He has no memory of who he was, and he has to learn how to be human from the others that he interacts with. Yeah, and he is infinitely less interesting than he was before. I wish they kept his origins a mystery cuz honestly then he's a lo- he's And they're like and they're like and they're like, "Oh, he, he has a history of uh, eating humans. He used to eat humans." And he's like, "You don't need to know that." 
Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it please. I don't like it. Also, he's kind of a asshole. He's kind of a dick and he doesn't know personal boundaries. Yeah. And I get I it's like Elias. I it's like, I get it. He is I, I, under, I understand. He, yeah. But at the same time, Chise has told him no several times and he keeps doing it several times. Like he he tries to wipe her memories. He willingly takes over her body, and it's like, bro, stop. And then he tries to murder Stella as a sacrifice to save Chise, and it's like, bro, stop. That's not how we do things. That's not how it works. That's not how anything works. Put the small child down. Put the put the child down, please. Step away from the children. <laughs> um, Don't diddle the children, Elias. Let's speak of that second. Let's, let's talk about that second half of the show. Uh, not as good. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> we're not the only ones that think this. There was like an outcry in the anime community because no, the second half was wildly, like, by, by some sections, wildly panned. Like, a lot of people dropped the show uh, in the second half. Um, I don't. I, I don't think it's that bad. I don't no, think definitely not. Um, it's still really good, but the problem is, is that it it be, it gains an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. It definitely loses. There's something in the second half is lost. Yeah, something like is lost in the second I, the, half. The, of the, show. the 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 main example that I gave Matt was in the first episode of the second half, episode thirteen. It goes through like four different storylines. Like, her and uh, Chise and Elias are shearing uh, sheep bugs, and then she gets attacked by the, the ice bug, and then they have a serious discussion about th- their history and their relationship, and then uh, fucking Ash and I shows up and turns her into a fox, and it's like, wh- what's going on here? Like immediately I could see like the lack of focus and mm-hmm. it really plagues this first the second half at least at the beginning mm-hmm. more so near the end it starts to, to get back on track but the the first few episodes here are pretty rough in terms of focus they're pretty rough they're not bad the stories they tell are really good but it's definitely like they pasted really awkwardly mm-hmm and what they should have done is either skipped those chapters entirely or had adapted them better. Mm-hmm. Had made them, you know, because what they did with H and Magus, and I, and, uh, I kind of hate when anime do this, is that they adapted it panel for panel. Is that they, Yeah. Yeah, which I don't, which uh, that's not the purpose of an anime, though. Like, if you're going to adapt something, adapt it. Don't just recreate it. <laughs> Like that's like I don't I've never understood the idea of uh, of an adaptation sticking one hundred percent to its source material. Like I've just never understood. I've never yeah. Understood. Like take 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 some creative license. Yeah, I've never understood that um, that idea. But also, I do think that. The second, I th- I feel like the quality and the stories are far better in the first half. Um, when Chise finally, uh, when Chise, because after episode 12, Chise basically becomes a much more happy character, if that makes any sense. 
uh, mm-hmm. like a happier character. But because of that, this show is struggling to find drama in some of the stuff. Like, it struggles. Like, it's like, okay, Chisei's a much happier character now. What do we do? Let's turn Elias into a asshole. <laughs> yeah, basically. Literally Let's have him take over people and, like, threaten to murder baby dragons. And it's like, stop, please. I, I love that. Like, fucking, uh... Because in the first, because like in the first, because uh, in the first half, Elias wasn't an asshole. He's he he had questionable he did ethics, but like at the same time, you kind of he was, was he was just misunderstood. He was just misunderstood, and then you see the second half. I'm like, no, they were right about you. no. He's straight up dick. <laughs> let's turn Elias into an asshole. Uh, let's make one character worse so that this character can remain interesting, basically. Um... Also, uh, a fuck it. I want to bring this up because I know other people in reviews have bring it up, and I need so we need to bring it up. The relationship between Chise and Elias has some red flags. Oh yeah, like huge red flags. There's some red flags, and the show does not address them. And it's it wasn't a problem for me. It wasn't. But I know it's going to be a problem for some people, so that's why I'm going to bring it up. Again, mm-hmm. Elias doesn't know personal boundaries. It doesn't know personal like at all. Yeah, uh, and when I mentioned that in the in the in the in, in like the synopsis that he wants Chise to be his bride, he he's not joking about that nope. at all. That's what I mean by red flags, because that's kind of creepy. Like, yo, I just bought you. I just bought you at auction for five million pounds. Also, you're going to learn magic with me and be my wife. Let's go. I mean, the thing that the, thing, an, the thing that saves it for me is that Elias and Chisei's relationship is that good. And yeah. does. But, but uh, as soon as he says, oh, you're going to be my bride, Chisei's like, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? A uh, hell no. Goodbye. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm leaving now. Uh, now, Chisei's and Elias's relationship is really good, and they do kind of address a couple of things in the show about that. So I do, uh, but not all of it. So it's they. I think they should have spent more time, like really going into this. Like, so um, this is a weird. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird, right? This is weird, right? Um, but Chisei's and Elias's relationship is kind of adorable at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm in that gray area where, like, is this weird? Probably, but I don't... Oh, yeah, actually, most likely. It's like, but I actually don't mind it that much, oddly enough. Even, even though, you know, Elias is just a giant child. Basically. Chisei is more mature than Elias. Like, Chisei, mm-hmm. is, a, Chisei is 16, but she acts like she's a, like a full-grown adult. She acts like she's in her, like, early 20s. Yeah. Uh, I barely act like I'm in my early twenties, and I'm <laughs> yeah, right? twi- and I'm in my early twenties. So like, well, like like Elias has like no concept of human emotions uh, until uh, Chise shows up, and then he seems to go through the entire spectrum in what seems like record time because he falls in love, gets lonely, gets jealous in this like like out of nowhere. Like, this this girl yeah. that you paid money for 
just shows you the the entire spectrum of human emotion, and you go through every single one, and you're like, huh, what is this feeling? As he's running away because her friend came over, and he's like, I can't be, I can't be around them right now. No, no, I need no, no, to no, leave. No, I am. No, are you, you have friends? How dare you have friends? How dare you have friends? <laughs> If all of your time is not spent on me, then it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth. It. And then tries to strangle her with her te- with his tentacles. Yeah, and uh, you may interpret that statement how you wish. Oh, you j- you'll see if you uh, sign up for a free fourteen day trial, Funimation now at funimation.com slash uh, abusive relationship. <laughs> you can watch Ancient Megas Bride. <laughs> Alright, so uh, I think we should get into our final scores here and wrap it up. Um, so Shane, what out of it out of your score out of ten, what do you give mm. Ancient Magus? You know, for for all of the faults that it does have, and there are surprisingly quite a few, mm-hmm. those definitely do not outweigh the positives of just this enchanting, whimsical show. Of a girl and her Elias falling in love. <laughs> this is like, you know, it, it has its issues, but the the pros far away the cons. Everything else about the show is just incredibly well done. Fantastic direction, beautiful artwork, uh, great character and world building. Yeah, the uh, world building in this is excellent. Um... A fantastic villain. Uh, just everything comes together to make this show a cut above the rest, to be honest. And even though it does have its shortcomings, those definitely don't drag the experience down. So, in the end, I say I have to give The Ancient Magus Bride a 9 out of 10. An extremely solid 9 out of 10. The show is definitely worth the effort. Go watch it right now if you're at all into Slice of Life, fantasy, romance. If any of this sounded interesting to you in the least, go watch it. It's definitely worth it. I fully agree. Ancient Mags' Bride gets a 9 out of 10 from me as well. This is a show that really, when it, its highs, its lows are kind of low, but its highs are so high that it that it really works. It's definitely one of those shows where... The whole is greater than the sum of its parts, and I think mm-hmm. that is, and I have a, and I think that I'm, I'm always, and if if the whole, if the thing as a whole really works, I can ignore some of the minor issues with it at time, minor issues with it, in order to really see what they were going for, and what they were going for was a great, it was basically it was a great show about grief, about loss, about mortality, about all of that, you know fun stuff mm-hmm. um, and it was and it's 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 a show that is both beautiful inside and outside it's the perfect it is a show that takes its time developing everyone and i just absolutely adored every i i adored it i thought it was great mm-hmm. um also on the another only- note the ops of this show suck dick <laughs> they su- like they suck dude they suck they suck the, the like, song for the first one is really good, though. Is really good, but the animation is mm-hmm. meh. 
Okay, no, I prefer. Like, the, I, I like the first half of the OP where it's just Chise like in the darkness and stuff. And oh yeah, yeah, that's around. great. That stuff is gorgeous. Like, as soon as it cuts to the clip show, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you lost me. Yeah, you lost. Because I, I hate shit like that. Oh, and I hate OP two is the absolute worst for that. Oh, it's terrible. I hate ops that are just clips from the show and here's here's something i just want to mention before we wrap up like don't do that because specifically with this one it spoils a lot of important shit in the show like it spoils elias's monster form it spoils, it spoils the goddamn it spoils the fucking phoenix shit in mm-hmm. the first op it spoils the phoenix yep it spo- it spoils Elias' monster form, it spoils the phoenix, it spoils the reveal of Ruth, like, mm-hmm. it just show, it just shows every, just what, if you don't want to take the time to watch a show, just watch the OP, because it shows you everything anyway. It shows you everything anyway, and then the final episode of the, of the, of the series, for the second OP, actually has an OP that is original animation. Uh-huh. <sighs> which is what, which is a League's better opening, too, because yep. I actually like the song in the second OP. Um, it's not, not as, as good, good as the first. Yeah. Oh, the first OP is like the song is so good. It's mm-hmm. so fucking good. Like I hate it when anime do like P five did that this season. That pissed me yep. off. Speaking of but P5, you know what? P five's kind of. Speaking of P five, P five has actually kind of disappointed me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's honestly just play the game instead. It's not. I this seems it's not spect. It's not bad. It's a good show. It's good, but it's not nearly as good as it could be. But it did the same thing as fucking Megas Bride, where it actually has an opening now, like a, a an original opening. Yeah, it is an original. It is an original opening. Uh, but thank thankfully P five it took only like it, it took less episodes. It, it like, took it, like wait. four episodes to make yeah, an actual opening. Yeah, I mean, compared it, I, to the entire and the series in Megas Bride, have an OP either. So technically, no. so it was only really two episodes. I think they. I think they were. And if you watch P five, you can tell uh, there's produ- there's a there's a it seems to be a rushed production. So, um, so I think that yeah, would- honestly, there's there's no reason to watch P five A over just playing the game. Yeah. There's no reason. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's not nearly as good as I hoped it would be. Not gonna lie, I'm kind of disappointed by it. But uh, but yeah, I think we're pretty much done here in terms of that. So. Um, and with yeah, that, yeah, yeah. With, you know what that means. You know what that means. Oh boy, here we go. My favorite part of the podcast. Fa- it's it's Shane's favorite part of the podcast, <laughs> and that is the is that uh, the random anime generator. Now, if you're new mm. to the podcast, is how we pick, we rotate between what anime we pick. The first, usually the fir- uh, it's either one of us picks the anime, or and and then uh, one week, and then the next, and the next time. We do a random from from the random anime generator, and then the next week is one of us, and then we continue rotating. But it's the it today is the randomizer. So oh boy. so Shane, which genres do you want to pick, or do you want all genres, or just one genre? Okay, or just two genres? we're definitely not doing that. Definitely not doing that. Um, that, that that's a recipe for disaster. That's a recipe for disaster, and also my suicide. Yeah, so, considering that last time we, we got on the randomizer, Shane almost wanted to die. So I'm pretty mm, sure he's scared right now. Oh, okay. I have a show in mind that I want to try and get. So I'm gonna try get, my will best. Will we get it? Probably not. 
but there's a there's a chance that we might. So first off, uh, I'm picking action right, so as my first action. genre. So whatever show it gets, gonna have a lot of uh, punchy punchy. All right, next. Okay. Um, I've been I've been trying on my own to get it through the randomizer. So, um, seeing as how most action shows uh, also have this genre in it, the next one I'm going to pick is drama. Drama. Okay. Okay, so it's gonna be and, a dramatic action show. Okay. The, the The last one is kind of a toss up because I found one genre. That has uh, that has produced it more so than others. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the risk and I'm gonna try it and we'll see what happens. But the last genre I want is mystery. I think I know what show you're trying to get. So action drama mystery. All right. And is that is let's that your, see oh, what are, we are you locking in? Is this locked? In? I'm locking in. Let's see what we get. Oh, the suspense is killing me. It's loading. I clicked it. It's randomizing. Mm. I have never heard of this one. Okay. Great. Okay. It's not the one I wanted. Uh, the show we got is an action drama, fantasy, mystery, psychological show. Hmm. It is called, it is going to be, it is the, no, let me look, let me look this up. It is the. Oh boy. <laughs> 2012 anime from Studio Bones, mm-hmm. um, based on the manga of the same name, called Blast of Tempest. Blast of Tempest. Yeah, it's called Blast of Tempest. Here is a plot synopsis. Yoshi uh, Yoshino Ta- Takigawa, an ordinary teenager, is secretly dating his best friend's mighty hero's younger sister. But when his girlfriend Aika mysteriously dies, Mahiro disappears, vowing to find the one responsible and make them pay for murdering his beloved sister. Yoshiro- Yoshino continues to live his life as usual and has not heard from Mahiro in a month until he's constructed by a strange girl who holds him at gunpoint, and his best friend arrives in the nick of time to save him. Yoshino learns that Mahiro has enlisted the help of a witch named Hakaze Kusaribe to find Aika's killer and, and the existence of an entity known as the Tree of Exodus. Uh, the witch's brother selfishly desires to make use of his power in spite of the impending peril to the world. However, Hakaze is banished to a desert island. It is now up to Yoshino and Mahiro to help to save the world while inching ever closer to the truth behind Aika's death. This sounds awesome. Thank God. <laughs> this sounds really good. Um, just, no, um, an apparent, oh, and apparently it's very Shakespearean because it's basically based on Hamlet and the Tempest in a way. Huh. So already one, I love Shakespeare, so I'm down. Um, and second, down the clown. And to, second, it's this is an act. This is a legitimate mystery show. Huh. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the show I was trying to get, but hey, I'll take it. Oh my god, it's 24 episodes. It is. It's 24 episodes, and it's a complete show apparently too. Like it's based on the entirety of the manga. I understand. So. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm cool with that. Bones if, too. Um, if it's from Bones, it's it's bound to be good. It's available to watch on Crunchyroll. There is no dub for it. No um, dub. It's on Crunchy. It is on Crunchyroll. 
So if you want to watch it legally, so uh, for those who want wish to watch Blasted Tempest with us before we go see it, before we talk about it, you can it can be watched on Crunchyroll, and it's also for any U.S. viewers is also available to watch on Hulu. Hmm. Um. So yes, Blast of Tempest will be our next anime. Um, okay. Uh. Also, you this will also be the I believe the second show uh written uh. The uh, the person who wrote it, I believe, we've already talked about shows that she's done before. I need to check. Um, Just need to do a little double checking. Uh, well, no, she's uh, the 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 person who wrote it also ended up. It also recent is also uh, wrote uh, also wrote uh, the newest Gundam. Well, wrote uh, Iron Blooded Orphans. She also worked on. Ooh. She worked on um, Ghostic Wandering Sun. And Black Butler. Ooh. Uh, she also did Vampire Night. Um, okay, well, you know. Gotta uh, bring it back down to yeah, Earth. I mean, I like Vampire... I, I have a soft spot for Vampire Night, though. So, you know. Uh, she also did Toradora. Um, and Ooh, okay. I have right. noticed that the show is classified as a romance on my anime list. So... This might so uh, oh it, it's not classified as a romance there but on Wikipedia it's classified as a romance so it has ro- so let anything could happen when the randomizer re- gives we ask we shall receive yeah we and we'll shall see rec- we'll see what happens I, I'm yeah honest honestly this sounds like Shane this sounds kind of awesome not gonna lie so honestly at this point. As long as it's not Nakaimo, I'm fine with it. Alright, it's not Nakaimo. Alright, so our next anime, will featured anime, will be Blast of Tempest. And I think we're pretty much done here. I think we can wrap this up. So, um, uh, my name is Matt, a.k.a. Legion Rex. I am your host. You can find me at www.youtube.com slash Legion Rex. Um, with me is my co-host, Shane, a.k.a. The Bearded One. You can find him at youtube.com slash The Bearded Gaming Network. Uh, yes. Uh, where he does Let's Plays, he does uh, unboxings, he does uh, other stuff. He also has a, another podcast called Bearded Banter, uh, which you can watch every other week. Yes, you can You can find me on BGN doing all sorts of gaming shit. Also, before we wrap up, remember, if you want to watch the Ancient Mega Sprite on Funimation Now, go to Funimation.com slash Abusive Relationship to get your free... 18 and a half day free trial <laughs> so that you can watch Ancient Magus Bride and, and feel terrible. And cry. Um, but with that, I think we're pretty much done here. And I hope all of you have a great, great week. And uh, we'll all see you next time. We'll see you in two weeks for Blast of Tempest. We'll see how this plays out. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get the